Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I, I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Wrestling Authority Radio, with your host, Chaotic Katie, the voice, Paul Eubanks, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans, it's time for war! Welcome one, welcome all, welcome everyone to another loaded and what the hell is that noise? I don't know, it's not me because I hear it too. Good evening, folks. Good evening, ladies show. and gentlemen. Welcome into the, uh, this is Wrestling Authority Radio. Okay, we got a heavy breather. <laughs> Uh-oh, I don't want to know why he's heavy breathing. <laughs> Sean, right. are you making obscene phone calls again while we're on no, the air? No, that's not, that's not me. It's gone now. It's fine. It's good. Let's start the show. I'm about to whip you. We're going to start it. Uh, tonight, we will be joined <laughs> by the president, the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club himself. One half of the Killer Bees, D. Brian Blair, will be with us tonight. And later on, we will be joined by second-generation star. He's a former RWF star as well. Cody Jones will be with us tonight. Well, former and coming back when we return. Yep. Yep. So that's what's going on tonight. Next week, right back here on this very program, we will be joined by Trevor Murdoch. Yep. Excellent. Can't and wait. And then two weeks from tonight, we will be Trevor joined Murdoch. by... That's freaking awesome. Two weeks from tonight, we will be joined by the Tonga Kid. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. You don't even know. I've been, like, freaking out for all yesterday and today. Okay, you don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> well, he's got he's got some great stories to tell, and... It's gonna and it's gonna be it's gonna be excellent. Um, I can't wait. So of you know course, uh, Tonga Tonga Kid, uh, one of the 
famous Samoan family dynasty that includes such uh, people as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Nia Jax, Roman Reigns, of course the legendary Wild Wild Samoans. <laughs> oh, jeez. Brian just messaged well, me. He'll be calling in a oh, minute. Good. He's looking for a plug. He's looking for a plug for his phone. <laughs> oh, okay. I know it. Well, oh my gosh! Well, yeah. <laughs> Come on, honey, I'm uh, waiting. I'm waiting for you. Yeah, he uh. can't wait to talk to you either. He told, he texted me that earlier today. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he can't so wait to talk to me. Although, Katie, Katie, he called you mm-hmm. Kitty in the text. I don't care. He can call me anything he wants. He might Kitty. call you that. <laughs> Kitty, catty, bitty, batty. I don't care. He can call me whatever he wants. <laughs> Hello. I don't care. Um, as as and then, of course, we need Bell. And then we also have our Tuesday night show that you need to join in us yeah. for each and every Tuesday night right back here on the Evolution Radio Network. We are going to be having Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. And uh, Katie, go screen that caller. I'm gone. Oh, I know that number. I know that number. We're set to go. We're set to go. Okay, so I'll just label it. So, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. He is one half of the uh, Killer Bees. He is the president of the Cauliflower Alley Fan Club. And he is a great friend of all of us here at the show. B. Brian Blair. Hi, buddy. Well, let me tell you something. I am so excited to be talking to the superstar of radio, Steve Kane, and his sidekick, Katie, who looks better than most girls ever looked in their wildest dreams. I'll tell you what, I am buzzing tonight from Tampa, Florida, excited to be on this podcast, just ready to rock and roll and strut and stroll with you two and whoever else is on the air with you because I'm excited about telling some wild and crazy stories tonight, guys. You know what, sweetheart, it don't matter who else is here, it's just you and me, baby, just you and me. (laughs) I love you, I love you so much too. <laughs> oh, that's all. Yeah. Uh, it's your show. You lead the you lead the questions, and I'll give you the answers. Oh, oh well. Give us some me, good Kevin. You... Give us some good Kevin Sullivan stories. Kevin Ooh. Sullivan stories. Wow, man. You know, I really love Kevin. I've been. Um, I, I tell you, I first I first met Kevin uh, in Championship Wrestling from Florida way back in like 1979 when I first started, and um, I've, I, I, I've seen Kevin every year I believe since then, and we always hit it off so good. Kevin Sullivan is huh? is such a great guy, and he used to be, believe it or not, he was kind of a straight-laced, baby-faced guy, and then he got in with Mark Lewin and Keen Curtis and those guys and kind of became the craft, uh, what was he, the craft master, and uh, he's been all kinds of 
uh, <laughs> demonic gimmicks and things that actually scared me, guys. But uh, he's uh, he he he's a great-hearted person. When he was with Luna Vachon, I mean, it was really wild. But. Uh, but Kevin, you know, uh, I, I was talking to him about being on this nature show with this guy that runs through the woods um, in Seattle. You know what I'm talking about? Outside on this, on this on this island, it's um, uh, the tales of I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, he runs through these forests barefooted. And uh, it's really, I'm sure your audience knows what I'm talking about, uh, the name of the show. But when I saw him on there, I couldn't believe Kevin was actually on that show because this is, you know, kind of a, uh, I don't know, an outdoor. It doesn't seem like Kevin Sullivan, you know, jumping behind the, uh, behind the tree with some paint on, going, uh, talking about the, uh, uh, the, the ghosts and goblins from uh, Karamazoo. Uh, he... Uh, he was he was really cool on the shows and he's just a super guy. I mean, I don't have any um, real good Kevin Sullivan stories. They're all just good um, uh, friend to friend and um, uh, learning stories. I mean, Kevin was a great mentor to me, and um, mm. he always, for some reason, our chemistry always bonded. I, and it still does to this day. Kevin Sullivan is just a, a tremendous talent. He still is today. Just a tremendous mind for the business. And um, what made you bring up Kevin Sullivan? Good, good uh, question, John. Why did you bring up Kevin Sullivan? He's just well, somebody that I've always idolized as a booker. Yeah. He's somebody okay. that actually understood how to book talent and, and really – make talent grow. And yes. loves, loves the that's business. A, that's a great observation, yeah. John. And he I loves mean, the business and extremely passionate about it as well. That, that's that's the way he is. I mean, let's, let's be honest, he carried <laughs> WCW on his back for a good number of years. So, yes, he did. You know, that he man did. deserves more credit than a lot of people will ever know in the Monday Night Wars, because he, let me tell you, everybody thinks it was Eric Bischoff swinging the hammer uh, uh-huh. in the back of WCW. That wasn't the case. It was a taskmaster. Master. Yeah. Master task. I think he got that name, uh, 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 Sean, the taskmaster, from, yes. from over, being overworked. <laughs> <laughs> and underpaid the test them. <laughs> so that's where that gimmick came from. He was overworked yeah. and underpaid, so they called him the taskmaster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yes, <laughs> no, that's funny. But he's a, he's a great guy. I mean, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story that nobody's ever heard before. Ooh. Ready? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Okay, I've got a uh, I'm I've got a rent a van in Oklahoma, and uh, you know Andre and I are were very very tight, and he always insisted that he rode with me whatever territory we were in, whether it was in my old '72 Blue Ridge Continental, which you heard stories from the last program with Andre the Giant and Dusty Rhodes, but this particular night it was Andre the Giant, it was J.J. Dillon, Coco Beware. Oh, wow. 
Ooh. Terry Garvin. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one other person in, in, in the van, and it was I was driving the van, and Coco was in uh, the passenger seat, and we were heading back to, I believe, Tulsa, Oklahoma, from from Jackson, Mississippi, which is a long haul. Okay. And um, we were on the interstate, and of course, back then, uh, I highly recommend your audience don't do this and don't listen to what I'm saying, but we did this, and so I'm being honest. We were all drinking, and, you know, obviously, as a driver, I was under control, but everybody else, and even Coco was under control, but those guys were, you know, under Andre's influence, and so... Terry Garvin is drinking a lot. J.J. Dillon's drinking a lot. And I'm trying to think of the third person that was, or the fourth person that was in the back uh, behind us. And I will before the story's over, I think. And so as we're driving along, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Terry's bisexual. So Terry Garvin was bisexual. So awesome. um, I, I hear him talking some crap back there and Coco's just listening to some jam uh, jams on the radio, uh, you know, where those guys can't, it's turned down a little bit and we're listening to the radio and not paying a whole lot of attention to what's going on in the back, just talking between ourselves and making sure that everybody arrives alive. So um, about, I don't know, 150, 200 miles down the road after everybody sauced up a little bit, that uh, I hear Andre say to Coco, now you got a picture wearing a big white van and, you know, there, there's no uh, partition between the front and the back. It's just wide open. They're all sitting back there and laughing and drinking and carrying on and having a great time. And I hear Andre go to Coco. Hey, Coco, I want to tell you something in a big, deep voice. Hey, Coco, I have something to tell you. <laughs> So Coco said, oh, what's that, boss? You know, in that high pitch, what's that, boss? He said, come here, I have to whisper to you. I don't want these people to hear. And uh, Coco says, okay, he's all excited. So he pulls his, he takes his seatbelt off, turns around. He said, yeah, boss. And all of a sudden, Andre grabs him in the front face lock. And I said, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm laughing a little bit. I, I don't know what's going on. Everybody's, they contrive ribs. That's just part of the business. Everybody contrives ribs. And yeah, yeah. some people know what's going on and some people don't. Well, I happen to not know what's going on. And uh, I'm driving. And all of a sudden, Coco goes from the front face lock with his butt in the seat to his butt facing backwards towards Terry Garland. And... We're driving along, and I hear Terry Garvin talking this smack. Oh, Coco, I want to, you know, ba-da-ba, ba-da-boom to you. And he's going, no, no, no. And he's going, boss, please let me go. Please let me go. Let me go. And I'm hearing Terry and J.J.'s just sitting there laughing and smiling. And sometime if you have J.J. on this show, ask him about this. And so I've got my rearview mirror, and I kind of can – I've got my front light on now. I flick my front light on so I can see in the back and – all of a sudden, I look and, uh, you know, is this PG or what's the oh, format? No, you can, you can go oh, it's kind of funny. It's your show. It's your show. Anything okay. you want to say. Okay. So, anyway, Katie, I see, um, I look in the rearview mirror and freaking Terry's got a Woody and he's banging on the back of Coco's pants. And he's telling Coco that he wants to drive. 
telling Coco he wants some brown sugar, and I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, what the heck is going on here now? I've never seen anything like this in my life, and I'm getting scared because this is going on and on, and now Coco's getting scared, and so I'm getting scared, and the boss is going, oh, 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 oh. Well, he's just laughing, and he's got the front face lock on him clinched so hard that Coco can't move. And so Terry keeps thumping that thing on the back of his back, and he's telling him all this crap, and Coco's going, no, Terry, no, Terry, please don't ever do that. And all of a sudden, I'm driving on out here, with clothes ripped. And so Terry ripped his pants open, and he's going, hey, boss, boss, let me go. No, boss, no, 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 boss. And I'm going, hey, Terry, come on, man. You can't be doing that in the van. And and JJ's still laughing. He's laughing so hard, he's laughing uncontrollably. Uh, I think Herb Calvert was the other guy in the van, uh, this green guy that uh, Andre wind up, wound up throwing into the fourth row, and he never came back. That's another story. But um, after uh, – after a, uh, a pole battle royal, which is another story in Tulsa, this is prior to this. So now Coco thinks he's going to get raped, and I'm starting to think he's going to get ready to get raped too. And I'm saying, hey, guys, don't be doing this crap now. Please, now, don't be doing this because I'm in charge of everything, and I, I, I can't be having this on my record. <laughs> you know, I just I don't need this stuff. And so I, I don't know what's going on, and all of a sudden I hit the brakes, and I hear Coco go, let me go. And, you know, I, I don't know what actually happened right there, but Coco started crying and I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get arrested for um, contributions or rape or whatever, you know, uh, uh, this or, uh, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, an accessory or something to something that I'm nothing about. And, and everybody back there is laughing their fanny off, and I'm not laughing too hard, and, and Coco's crying. So all, all of the van, I pulled, pulled it over. I don't know what's going on, but Coco's crying to death, and his pants are ripped wide open. And so he jumps out of the van quicker than a cat. I mean, he jumped out of that van so quick, and he starts running down the road. And I'm just saying, guys, why did Terry, why the heck did you do that, man? What are you, what's going on? And da, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really afraid. So uh, to make a long story short, it, it took us an hour, literally one hour, to get Coco back into the van to where he, uh, the boss, Andre, had to get out of the van literally <laughs> and apologize to him and swear to him that nothing would ever happen and that, that whatever Terry did, nobody's going to say a word. And, and uh, anyway, um, Terry's wife wound up showing his pants um, and fixing his pants, and Terry did a couple other nice things for him, and, and Coco kind of forgot about it. But that's, uh, that's the night I'll always remember where uh, uh, Coco um, – just about lost his um, anal virginity. Oh my God! He, it, it was it was a scary situation, my friends. Very very scary. Very oh hairy and God. scary. Oh my oh God! My. So, you know, <laughs> Brian, so, so now Brian, let me, Coco, let me, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, so now, so now, um, Herb Calvert is being a little cocky with Andre in the back, and JJ's in. So we get to, uh, you know, finally we're in uh, Tulsa a couple days later, and I tell Herb Calvert, I said, look, Herb, Andre's 
girlfriend is here in the audience, and uh, Andre, and I'm the booker, so Andre, and I said, Andre asked me if you would mind when he, on the second time he goes for the money on the pole, he wants you to pull his pants down so his girlfriend can see his ass. And, uh, you know, maybe might lead to some other things. You know what I'm talking about, Herb? And he goes, yeah, 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 all this sounds great. And this guy's a real, I mean, he was a uh, NCAA, you can look at uh, Herb Calvert, NCAA uh, wrestling champion from Oklahoma, and a big guy. And uh, so, sure enough, Andre goes to climb the pole. Uh, and uh, okay. Herb, Herb jerks his pants down. And talk about a full moon over Tulsa. This moon had more dimple, more dimples in it, more dimples in it than a golf ball. And oh as, as he pulls those baby blue chunks down, I look at Andre. Oh Andre God. looks down at Herb Calvert and slowly and methodically climbs down. And everybody in the battle royals just staring at him, and Herb Calvert's just smiling like he did something really good. Those like he's gonna hug Andre. And little does he know that Andre had no clue that this was going to happen. He's embarrassed oh to death. So he slaps Herb across the face. I mean, oh with that God. big old hand, it slaps him across the face as hard as, I mean, hard, hard. And as he turned around from the slap, Andre grabbed him by the seat of the pants and the hair, threw him all the way over the top rope into the fourth rope. And he hit the steel chairs and a couple people he left the building and he quit the business and nobody ever saw him since that night. Oh my God. Eh? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh my sweet Jesus, Lord. Mary and Joseph. <laughs> Brian, well, we, I have been friends been... with Coco for well over 20 years. He has never told me this story. And now I understand of why. <laughs> <laughs> of course he won't tell you that. Why would he tell you that? I wouldn't tell you that story that happened to me. <laughs> well, you got to ask no, JJ no, because he he had it. JJ had a real view. He had a better view than I did. So, you know, ask him what actually happened when I when I hit the when I hit the brakes and Coco screamed. I don't know anything. Uh, all I know is Coco said they never took my underwear down. <laughs> I kept my. <laughs> I was we, we've heard we've heard how how hard uh, Andre the Giant can hit with one of those with one of those baseball mitts of the hands that he has. We've heard about uh, Chiefs getting knocked out a whole bit, so this is not. Yeah, he, he was uh, a guy you just didn't want to mess with. I, he was a he he was a great guy, and as long as you were on his good side, he was fabulous. But you got on his bad side, it's not a good deal. No. Well, we've heard about oh that, too. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Uh, oh, man. That, that's a yeah. story and a half, Brian. Oh, good grief. Wow. Yeah, you know, I remember I remember these different stories sometimes when I'm um, just reading wrestling books or different people's books. I just read Dr. D. David Schultz's book, and uh, okay. uh, it was very, very good, actually. Uh, very good. I highly recommend uh, Dr. D. David Schultz's new book. It's uh, it's excellent. All right. I was All there right. when um, uh, Renzel and I were there when he got slapped, uh, when he slapped Howard uh, uh, Stossel, when he slapped the reporter yeah. in Madison Square Garden. 
It's oh, crazy. Yeah. So, anyway. oh, oh, my gosh, that's nuts. Well, another one uh, that you need to read, if you don't already have a copy of it, uh, and we had him on the show uh, back that it was released, um, uh, Tim Hornbaker's uh, Death of the Territories. That is a fantastic thing. It tells you the history of the business. I mean, stuff that, uh, you know, that we that we that we boys didn't even know because they kept a lot of this stuff away from us and that. So Yeah. We don't get to hear everything. Yeah, the, the territory <laughs> the territories were great, but you know the when when WW I was right, I worked for WWWF for Vince Van Senior, who was great. Vince Junior was an announcer. I was there when uh, Vince Senior explained to uh, Vince Junior how he could take over the wrestling world. Uh, of course, Vince Senior wouldn't do that because he used to attend all the NWA meetings actually in Las Vegas. Right. I even have I have some minutes from my former father-in-law Leroy McGook, and uh, <clears throat> I would see where Vincent K. <clears throat> Vince McMahon Senior would be there, and mm-hmm. of course he would never do anything to harm his buddies, but he explained to to Vince Jr. that, you know, by the power of cable television, uh, if there was a way besides uh, they were in the process of procuring the USA network, but that if he could procure TBS, which he eventually did and had to sell back, that's a, another story in itself, that he could actually dominate the whole wrestling world by cherry picking all the, ta- the top talent. And he, gave, right. and he set the whole thing up for Junior. And Senior just would not do that. He wouldn't go for it because, you know, these guys were all his friends. You know, the Eddie Grahams, the, the uh, Harley races, the people that owned all the different territories, the team that played, all, all, the, all the territory owners throughout the United States. And um, But Vince uh, had uh, bigger plans, and um, I wish I still had my WWE stock that I purchased uh, on the IPO. Um, for uh, $21, I believe it was. I think I sold it at 39 and, you know, it's split since then and pays a dividend, and now it's at 90-something dollars. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yep. Oh, I can I can hear on that one, Joe. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because, Brian, I was actually trying to find an audio clip uh, from one of the times that you were on uh, Tuesday Night Titan. And you talked about the difference between you and uh, and Jimmy at the time about oh, how yeah well this was this was the thing Brian Brian said to Vince that uh, after they after they would get done for a night um, they'd go back to the hotel and Brian would like to hang out at the bar and have a few drinks and meanwhile Jim would go back to the room call his wife go to bed <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he was a great influence on me. Pretty soon we were splitting a six-pack, watching a movie, and going to bed, you know, in separate beds, obviously, together. So, uh, you know, it was a good <laughs> good thing. You know, we'd wake up and go to the gym, do all the right things. So Jim was a great influence on me, and um, um, I thank God for that. I don't know where I'd be without that, hanging out with Matt Bourne somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Yeah. Could be, could be. Yeah. I've hung out. I've hung out with Matt. I know what you're talking about there. <laughs> you know, I, I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had six shoots in the business, and it was with Matt, with Buzz Sawyer, with um, 
Bobby Jaggers, with Moondog Spot, with uh, Tim Killer Tim Brooks. Um, who else was it? Well, well, Ric Flair's favorite fight was uh, Matt Bourne and I. But I never lost a fight because I never started one. And, you know, I learned a lot in um, uh, through Matsuda and Carl Gotch and all the guys here about – I already knew how to wrestle, but stretching and hooking is a different thing. But learning um, – right. Uh, you know, I had a lot of street fight um, um, experience. You know, growing up since I was 15 on the streets, I, I uh, hey. in a divorced home. I've lived on my own since I was before my 16th birthday. Yeah, and I'll tell you straight up. Brian, I'll tell you straight up. I was gone by the time I was 17. I had my own place. I had a main floor of a house by, the, by age 18. And then I was I was on the streets straight up when I was nineteen, so twenty-four. So I hear you. You know, yeah, you know how it is, Katie. You, you learn oh, the, sure. you know, you learn how to survive. Oh yeah, more so, than you think. Um, yeah, so you know, I just never. I was always a nice person, and I never started fights. And so many people would take weakness, uh, you know, kindness for weakness, and mm-hmm. you know, try to do things one day in a bar, Dick Murdoch, Carl Cox, Rick Flair. Oh, um, oh gosh, there were so many of the guys there, Tito Santana. Um, and uh, yeah. uh, Matt Bourne comes up to me in this car, and he goes, uh, why are you uh, messing around with my girlfriend? I said, Matt, what are you talking about? He had just come into the territory. And, you know, I heard he was kind of a redneck guy, and, uh, but I, you know, I, I don't, really base anybody on what I hear about him. I base, you know, the interactions that we had between each other. And so I'm just listening and trying to be nice. I'm saying, you know, Matt, number one, I don't even know who your girlfriend is. And number two, there's nobody in this bar that I've gone out with. So if your girlfriend's here, he goes, and he started, and he kept on, and he kept on, and he kept on. And I I just said, Matt, you know, uh, please, I'm I'm with some friends, and I don't want to be, you know, you just came into the territory. I don't want to get in trouble. I want you to get in trouble. Um, You know, in in that type of a dialogue, and I turned around, and Matt sucker punches me in the back of my head, and I don't go down. He tries to belly to, he tries to uh, belly to back me, and as he did, I turned around and landed on top of him, and in midair, and when he when I was on top of him, he grabbed my ears and my hair together and pulled my head down towards his head, and he tried to bite my nose. And when he did, I bit his lip off. And so I spit his lip off, and um, he started, like, screaming about his lip. Um, I wound up punching him a few times. He went down. He stayed down. So I thought everything was over. And somebody gave him his lip and was walking him out the door to go to the hospital. And he came back on uh, three different occasions during that night to fight me. And Ric Flair kept cheering it on. Flair was just so enamored with this fight. You know, he just wanted it to keep going. And so I could not believe the resolve that Matt Bourne had. I mean, the guy was pure blood. He had a broken nose. No, his bottom lip was only half on. And he kept wanting to fight. He kept wanting to, I don't know where he came up with the intestinal fortitude that he did to, you know, to try to prove himself in front of all the guys that were there. And, you know, I kept, 
you know, I'd put him back down and he'd get up again. He'd come out of nowhere five minutes later. So Rick Flair, if you ever talk to Rick, ask him about that because he always talks about it and said, says that D. Brian Blair and Matt Bourne was the greatest fight that he's ever witnessed in his life. Mm. So oh, yeah. people, that, people that think that everything's fake and everything in wrestling, you know, is just, uh, you know, a, um, a dance, you know, they don't understand that, you know, I've got hundreds and hundreds of stitches in my body, neck operations, back, uh, shoulders, knees, just, you know, my body is beat to hell and I still get out in the ring and, you know, do my thing. But, um, you know, it's because I, I work out, I exercise, and I have a passion for the business. So uh, um, God's blessed me in so many ways that I can still do that. I don't know if you just saw the Battle Royal that I had in Iowa, but uh, you can see that on uh, Hannibal TV. And, um, okay. you know, it was a lot of fun. And you can see that, you know, I, I stay in shape and, and do yeah, what I you need do. to do. I just the, and the only reason I bring this up is for the wrestling fans, your listeners that think, you know, well, you know, is there are there ever actual fights? Well, yes, there are. Not just the ones I just told you about, but I've seen so many of them. I mean, you know, Paul Orner, Mr. Wonderful, has beat the pants off every from Tony Atlas to Big Van Vader to everybody that has ever challenged Paul Orndorff. Nobody has ever could ever hold a, a candle in a fight with the exception of Haku, maybe. I mean, those two would be it would have been a great fight. I mean, before while Paul was breaking in in Tampa, Florida, his, one of the sheriffs were beating up his brother in a bar in Brandon. Paul went in to help his brother because he was outside, came back in, and there were eventually there were seven Hillsborough County sheriffs that Paul put. Had, that Paul beat him up, and they all had seven cops had to go to the hospital before they came oh in with an, oh surrounded the bar with uh, guns and everything else before they got him to surrender. They took him to jail, and fortunately, Eddie Graham had done so much work for the sheriff's boys' ranch and girls' villas right. that he got him off. But Paul was an animal. And um, uh, I'm so grateful to all the people that reached out recently in his GoFundMe campaign because the Cauliflower Alley Club, which, you know, is near and dear to my heart, uh, at cauliflowerallyclub.org, that, um, you know, we helped them to the maximum that we could help any individual for our bylaws, and we even exceeded that. So most recently he had to, uh, his wife, um, I'm not going to say anything other than his wife uh, dug a very deep financial hole for them and um, didn't pay their taxes for four years. I don't know if you guys just recently saw this, but the fans in 24 hours raised him $10,000 and saved his home. So if anybody, any of your listeners participated in that, I just want to tell them thank you. Oh, oh that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course, uh, obviously, we talk about uh, California Highway Club, which um, is the organization for any any of us that have been in the industry for any length of time. Uh, the reunions, you know, uh, although I have yet to get to one, I've 
seen the pictures. I've got friends of mine who have been to numerous ones of them. They are excellent. They're a great time and that. Um, another thing that you're also involved with uh, there in uh, Tampa, which, of course, our good friend Bob Cook has uh, talked about, has been the uh, Legends okay. Lunch. And yes, that, I've been doing and that for 16 years now. 18, I'm oh, sorry, 18 years. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. And that's what you guys, you guys do that, what, once every every couple of months or so? Every, uh, four times a year, every quarter. Okay. So okay. the next one, the next, next one's at the end of November. And we have, and, you know, this one is um, really the wrestlers or, you know, we have invited guests, you know, people that, you know, like you guys that um, are close to the wrestling business, but we just don't open it up to just fans, you know, who I appreciate. Don't get me right. wrong, but we wouldn't have right. enough room. Uh, the, the room is the problem, and we try to keep it quaint enough where all the boys can talk. So we generally have 100 people there, and it started out when Hiro Matsuda, uh, my, my sensei, uh, my original teacher in the dungeon at 106 North Albany Street in Tampa used to stretch everybody and run them off. And um, he got cancer and um, terminal cancer. So I took him out to lunch. And then the next week I invited Jack Briscoe. Jack came. The next week uh, Gerald Briscoe came. Buddy Colt came. And it just evolved from there. And it's still going today. You know, it's all about um, – you know, picking people up uh, that are down and uh, building camaraderie and uh, and actually a feeder system into the Cauliflower Alley Club as most of our uh, attendees for the Legends Lunch are members of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Yeah. That's, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. Um, I remember uh, Bob said the last time out that uh, I guess Bugsy McGraw was at the – most recent one, oh man, that's a guy I love. Cause man, Bugsy, Bugsy always played played goofy, you know, to an absolute T. He was really good at it, and that. So. You know, it's so funny. It's so funny that you bring that up. I just got off the phone with Bugsy today. Uh, he called me up. He called me and asked me if I would write the foreword to his book, and I said it, it's called Brute Strength because he was Brute Bernard's if you recall, and um, I said I would be honored to. So look for Bugsy's uh, new book to be to be released uh, in the next three months, and I will be writing the foreword to that. Oh my gosh! Well, I'll tell you what, if uh, if you if you would mind, you know, before Bugsy releases that book, get him in touch. You you know you you have my permission, Brian. Give him my number. Have him call me. Uh, we'd love to get him on because oh, I, Bugsy's one of those guys. I remember him from his uh, days at uh, WCW and that. And just I always I always loved the character and that he was with the top hat, the goggles, always always some great stuff, always entertaining his own get out. I'll tell you what I'll do. See, yeah, after we're done, I'm going to text you his number. And uh, just tell him that we spoke, call him up, and he would love to be on your show. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Oh, man. So, now I know you 
you said you were you had to you know about a half an hour, so we don't want to you know blow out any more of your time. Um, you got you got I anything uh, good coming that you want? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Katie will keep you here all night. Oh, I, I know. I got. I got. I got to give my. I got to give Katie my kayfabe cell number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, all right then. <laughs> yeah. I'm having. I'm having all right, fun. I one. love you guys. That's one. That's one. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> like just like last time, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm I'm blushing. You have me blushing. Oh, you know I'm blushing. You make me blush every time you're here. So come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't get oh, to go to sleep now. Uh, <laughs> but oh man, it's you know it's it's awesome that uh, I mean you know they say you know the Cauliflower Alley is one of the greatest organizations. And it's been, you know, I mean, it's it's been it's been around forever. Now you you took you took the reins of it from uh, the late great Nick Bockwinkle, and from everything that I have seen, you have continued to carry that mantle to uh, a level of excellence that is above and beyond, my friend. No no two ways about it. Well, I appreciate it, and it's and it's and it's people like you guys that put the word out. It's it's our members, it's our our board members who work for absolutely zero compensation. They even we all pay our own expenses. We buy our reunion ticket, we pay for our hotel room, we pay for our flights. We all do that. It's a labor of love for our colleagues, you know, that fall on difficult times. And just since April of this year, we've helped 15 different wrestlers. So with that, you know, like I can mention his name, Jerry Gray, for example, who, you know, he was, uh, he, he's been to a lot of territories and trained a lot of people. A lot of people don't know who Jerry Gray is, but of course they can due to the power of social media and the internet. You can Google Jerry Gray, and uh, he did a lot of outstanding things in the wrestling industry. Oh, but yeah. he, he first had, um, uh, I believe it was prostate cancer. Then it went in, they, he got, had an uh, allergic reaction to the chemo, which cost him half his liver. Um, and the cancer has gone other places. But, you know, to have a guy call me up and say and cry on the phone and say, I don't know what I would do without the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, I would be broke and homeless. I mean, those are the kind of things that just motivate you to keep going and keep going no matter what. And I will uh, keep doing this since since they have blessed me to take over as not only the president, but as the CEO. Uh, because the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club has a choice by, per the bylaws to become the CEO, but nobody wants to do that, like Bachwinkle or uh, Red no. Bassine, Nick oh. Bachwinkle, Red Bassine, you know, wonderful people, but it's a, it's a headache to be the CEO because it's being a CEO. You've got a lot of work to do. So I'm the first president that ever accepted the CEO position, uh, which Carl Lauer did for 27 years, and, you know, since I've done that, um, 
uh, because of the people that I've surrounded myself with, they uh, have helped us to double our membership, double the money amount of money that we've taken in. We've had four consecutive years of sellouts, and we have doubled the amount of money that we give out. So, you know, that's pretty, pretty cool. I'm really, yeah. Uh, I'm more proud of that than I am of being the commissioner, uh, the countywide commissioner of one of the largest counties in the United States of America, with the sixth largest school district in America, Hillsborough County. Uh, we have Tampa, Temple Terrace, and Plant City are our three municipalities in Hillsborough County. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, which is another thing, because you're not just a, you know, a wrestling guy. You are a guy that uh, oh, loves your community and gives back to it 100%. And that's one of those things that, uh, another one of those things that I love about you, my friend, you know, is that you have that kind of dedication to the place that you live. And that's, and that's, a, that's a great thing, especially... Um, so, I mean, in a business where we are primarily nomads, because a lot of times we never, you know, especially in the early days, we didn't set down roots because, you know, we might be in one area for six months a year, then boom, we're, you know, halfway across the country somewhere else and that. But uh, you set down roots, you made yourself a, you know, a big part of that uh, community and that and uh, that and that's definitely something that you know needs to be recognized and and given credit for man seriously well I appreciate that Stephen it's uh, November 6th you, you know we all um, we all have you know my dad's a Democrat and he's my best friend and uh, I'm a conservative, and I've taken hell from that from the media, but um, because they're basically a right arm of the Democrat Party, uh, regardless of what anybody says, and my dad would agree to that. And I'm actually going to go play cards with him tomorrow at the Hard Rock because the only time I can see my 84-year-old dad is if I go play, play cards with him uh, because he plays poker five days, six days a week at the Hard Rock. And he doesn't play with his light bill, so I don't condone gambling. He just does it. You know, he, he'll spend, uh, take $100, and when $100 is gone, it's gone. If he wins, he wins. Fortunately, my dad won a bad beat for $50,000, so he'll be able to play for the rest of his life for free um, at $100 a day. He'll never lose money. But um, the other day, I, never, I, I will not forget this. Not the other day. It was uh, two weeks ago when I played with him. He said, you know, uh, B, he calls me B. Uh, he said, you know, B. Um, can I call um, you B? <laughs> you can call me whatever you want, Katie. Uh, so anyway, uh, anyway um, he says, you know, B, um, uh, I've never voted for a Republican except for you in my life. And I said, Dad, did you really vote for me? And he said, hey, and he laughs all the time. He says, I promise I voted for you. And I said, okay, I appreciate that, Dad. And it's just a joke. But um, um, he said to me, you know, uh, I feel like uh, we're 
uh, my party is abandoning America with the open borders, the socialism, all the um, the hatred, the vitriol, the vile, the uh, attack them. Um, you know, um, uh, if they kick us, you know, uh, um, you know, it used to be we go high. I mean, you've heard all the mantra from Hillary and. Um, yeah. From, well, uh, yeah, that's one of those things. That's why yeah, we, we, don't you know, we try. That's what we try to politics. avoid talking on here. I mean, yeah, fact, I, I know I mean, we don't. Talk, I know we don't talk about politics. But let let me just yeah. say this. Let me just say this. Everybody needs to vote, regardless of, of who you want to win. Just get out and vote because people died for that honor. You know, whether you're going right. to vote Democrat, whether you're going to vote Republican, just go out and vote because that's our civic duty. Right. Exactly. Exactly, my friends. We're right on that one. Oh, man. So, all right. Well, I'll, like I say, I know you uh, got to go ahead and uh, get ready to call a night. So, thank you, my friend. Really appreciate it. Uh, I will. Yeah, uh, thanks for coming out. I'm sure in the next couple of days, uh, you know, last day, we'll, you know, we'll uh, get, uh, you and me, we'll get together with uh, Bugsy on the phone and, uh, and we'll get, and we'll get his, we'll get his crazy self on the air because, uh, now, if uh, if he's if he's half as entertaining telling stories as he as he was in the ring, Katie, you're gonna you're oh gonna you're gonna be in the you're gonna be in the hospital before the show is over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I when I if I laugh too hard, I'll yeah I can't breathe. It's more I turns into a squeak and yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna text. You, I'm gonna text you his number as soon as we hang up. I love you guys. God bless you guys uh, and all your listeners. Thank you so much. I love you all. Uh, please check out my um, my uh, website, my store at uh, KillerBees.net. Uh, check out the Cauliflower Alley Club at CaulifloweralleyClub.org. Make sure you tune into this wonderful podcast. Tell your friends about this podcast. Make this podcast spread. Uh, uh, retweet it on, on your Twitter account or talk about it, uh, this podcast on your um, Facebook account because it's very entertaining. I enjoy being a uh, guest of, of this wonderful crew who's interviewing me right here. So, so God bless you all, and thank you, and look out for Bugsy McGraw on the next episode. God bless. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Thank Much you, Brian. Love. Appreciate it, brother. Much love. Love you a lot. Much love. Love you too. Right. Keep on bugging. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. <laughs> Ooh. Well, you got you got you got yourself oh, a little yeah. uh, kiss Brian there. So. Hey hey. All right. Hey hey. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're gonna, Sean. If you're cool with it, we're gonna keep this thing rolling, man. Um. Because he's here, oh. and uh, we no. don't oh, want to go wow. in. No, 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 no. we got to take our song break, break first. Yeah. All right. got to let, okay. let people pee. I got okay? it. Let them pee. All right. <laughs> All right. Sounds good.
professional wrestling. Entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticketed events in the area. Bring the wrong promotion, not betting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can- Hi, this is Chance Prophet. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Roundtable on Blog Talk Radio. All right, and we are back. So great to have each and every one of you here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and bring everybody back in now. Yeah. I had to wait to be back in. What's happening? All right, and we're back. Yes. Welcome back to the ER. We hope you like it so far. Yes, and we are joined now by second generation star Cody Jones. Hey, guys. Hey, good evening. Thanks for coming out. Hey, brother. Sorry for the Thanks wait. Thanks for having me. No, it's fine. How am I supposed to follow that? Well, <laughs> hey, well, you know, yeah, well, well, you know, uh, you heard me blush out loud on air with B. Brian Blair. Yeah. yeah so how, how are you going to follow that? How the hell am I supposed right. to follow that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Cody uh, Jones. Yeah, Hi, guys. Damn. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Hey, you you know the drill, brother. Just be yourself, and and you got and you got it made here. So yeah, you're fine. Um, yeah. So, well, first thing I'm I'm gonna talk about this because this is because this is why you know I mean it's been it's been a little while. I yeah, right. I can talk, and I'm not even drinking. <laughs> it's been a little while since uh, Cody and I have seen. Because, I'm the one who's been drinking. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. among other things. Um, hey, Matt, hey, 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 it's 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 legal it's legal marijuana day in Canada today, so leave me alone. What? Okay. Why not celebrate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, it's it's also on the anniversary of uh, the tragically hit frontman's death as well. So it's really cool. So a little Willie Nelson, a little bit of wine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To quote Mr. Nowen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think he would have approved of today yeah. happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> it's it's not the Gord Downey show. Next. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, so I mean, you know, we have ourselves a newlywed on. Oh. He, oh, really? Yeah. Actually, to to correct, to, I'm actually newly engaged. We haven't okay. we haven't gotten married yet. So newly engaged. Oh. Okay. I did see oh, that. Okay. I did see that in the description. Yeah, no, we got engaged back in back a month ago in, in okay. Vegas, so okay. it's a pretty cool situation. Yeah, oh, okay. The ball and chain is not on the Because some of the, yet. some of the boys, some of the boys made it. Uh, oh, in the in the description, made it look like uh, you guys had actually tied the knot out there. 
No, well, I mean, but, practically, it would be 11 years Saturday we've been together, so, I mean, we're technically married, so. I've been with my man for 21 years, living in sin. We may as well be married. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, the common law thing, you know, I mean, hey, at man, least I mean, yeah, hey, it, hey, you work, hey, work for Dog the Bounty Hunter for years till he finally decided to make <laughs> yeah. it legal. Okay. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great for gosh. Gene Simmons. It worked great for Gene Simmons until he was forced to marry her. You don't know his uh, wife the way Steve and I do, and she's a spicy one. <laughs> Alrighty then. Good. I'm a redhead, and that should just be enough sense. Uh, <laughs> they call her. They call his wife the Sriracha Muchacha, Katie. Oh, oh yeah, that's right too. I know. That is, hey, that is hey, true. Hey, hey now, hey now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're gonna. Just watching. I mean, you're gonna make me go. You're gonna make, you're gonna make me break you're gonna make me break that uh, break that song out, Sean. And if I break that song and if I break that Don't song start. out, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, Sean's gonna Sean's gonna take off the headset and he's gonna start dancing around. Okay. You mean no, this no. song? Oh no. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Dance break. Or not? Me 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 only me 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 sexy me 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 only me 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 sexy me 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 yeah, I, the most yeah, addictive entrance so song in professional wrestling. It doesn't, yeah, it, it, it grows on you and it, and it haunts you and stays with you forever and ever and there's, ever. There's, there's yeah. a funny story behind that. I okay. saw the whole. Okay, let's she, hear it. she said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the Sriracha Muchacha." I, I thought that was a terrible idea. I really did. Told her, I don't know how that's gonna work. I was wrong. Number one, and number two, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that song, and it's catchy as hell. So I was wrong twice. So. <laughs> well, I, I, you learned. I love it. You and learned yeah, very quickly, young I, one. Yeah, I you love learned that very song. quickly, young. <laughs> well, young you learned person. very quickly that the very wife very is right. Yes. Yeah, well. Yes. Whenever, whenever you think you're right, you're wrong. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love we love uh we love us some Paloma Star, we love us some Cody Jones, good people oh, yeah. that I yes, had yes. the privilege of working with uh several years ago, um, for the first time and uh have stayed really close since then and uh both both Mr. Jones and Paloma have worked for me and will be working for me again in the future. So, um, yes. good talent, good people. Um, you know, definitely, I'm sure 
well, they had a, they had a one hour car ride or over an hour car ride with Steve Kane here and an hour car ride with Steve Kane back. So I'm sure that that Cody has some interesting stories to tell about Steve Kane. <laughs> Nobody else does. So <laughs> let's hear them. You know, so to be honest, what state, what state, what happened in the car stays in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Katie, where are you to back me up on this one? <laughs> you on your own, boy. <laughs> you on your uh, own. Um. No, that's oh, that's God. fine. We uh we yeah. have had a lot of fun um over the years. I think the first show you guys actually got there and I was cussing at the ring because Blade had brought it in earlier in the day and the damn thing was frozen into the trailer. And I looked no, at Blade yeah. and I said I said, How in the world are we gonna get this ring off this trailer? He says, Well, I could uh-huh. go get some hair dryers. I was like, yeah, you're going to have us standing out there with 50 hair dryers trying, trying to defrost this ring from the trailer. No. Oh, my <laughs> shit. I would have been hair mad. And, I can see it. Hair dryers and ice picks. Come on, man. I'm comedian. We would have gotten it done. We would have gotten that shit done. Damn straight. Uh, oh. Oh, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> and then, and then we worked a we worked a show together. It must have been, I think it was last year. I don't know. The years all kind of blend to me because I've taken one one too many chair shots. Maybe one too many. Maybe two too many. Just maybe okay. two. Um, I, I, but, I I had a sister. I had a sister who was three times my size, so I understand what you're talking about. Okay. The uh, the awesome thing about that was uh, Paloma was working heel, and she, like, almost caused a riot. This was, like, oh, in the my. middle of winter in a theater on a Sunday. And there were maybe 75 to 100 people there. And I'm like, great, she's going to cause a riot, and I've got to go out and follow that because, you know, I'm with the main event. Lovely. Thanks. I was like, if she gets all the heel heat, what am I gonna do? Thanks. Yeah, uh, she, she's very <laughs> she's very good at that. <laughs> we we or, usually uh, have competitions on who can get the most heat at a show. That's usually that's usually our competition <laughs> or whipping each other is who can get the most heat or who can pull off the better move. Oh, yeah. I think you two. I, I think I think I've seen that one oh, between God. you two. I'm going to do oh, this tonight. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Uh, well, I'm going to do that. That's, I mean, that's kind of no fair to her. I've been wrestling a little bit longer, so my moves are going to be a little bit cooler than hers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have almost been wrestling 17 you, years. So. Now you realize that she will be able to sit there and listen to this when she gets home, right? That's why I'll tell her her face. She'll admit it. <laughs> I, have, I have to win oh, some no. of the things. She can't have it all. Uh, oh, Lord. Um, talk to us, because you started out in Texas. Talk to us about wrestling in Texas. 
and how it's different uh, than wrestling up here in the Midwest? Well, so there's a lot more feds in Texas, just because I feel like Texas in general, and this is probably going to piss a lot of people off, has a very uh, superior complex. So it's Texas or nothing, and so there's a bunch of feds, and it's so easy to open open up a fed in Texas. You just find a ring, find a place that wants to put on a show, and then you can have people that it's just like when you used to wrestle in your living room with your brother or sister. Now you're just uh-huh. able to do it out out in front of your friends and family that don't know if it's good wrestling or not. But not, I'll step off my soapbox. But that's kind of the difference. There's a lot more feds, and, and it's so drawn out to drive. That's terrible. But I, that's the one thing I do not miss about Texas is how far the drives are. I was in Amarillo, get to Houston, 12 hours. I can get from Chicago to New York in 14. That's insane. Shoot. That is insane. Yeah. That's quicker than, that's quicker than a street kid hitchhiking to B.C. Wow. <laughs> and then the, the the difficulty when moving up here is trying to re reintroduce myself to people. You, gotcha. kind of, you kind of get in a you kind of get in a routine down in Texas because you kind of if you're in one place you can kind of wrestle for the same and they usually run every week. So where I came from, they ran every week. So you kind of get that that routine. You get the uh, you know I'm, I get comfortable, best person on the roster. That 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 whole spill and then moving to where there are better people that can wrestle. You're like, well, this is not what I thought I was. So uh-huh. kind of kind of humbling and which. Which a lot of some of the wrestlers need to be humble. You need to you need to try to reinvent yourself. You can't just be the best all the time in your head. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well we're gonna I play mean, next. What? You can do what? Have you ever wanted to become a wrestler, a referee, or a manager? Well, then you got to come and join us at Welfare Wrestling. We got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestlings. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps that our weekly show is behind Myrtle's Trailer Park. And that's what you get paid, food stamps. That way you can come and wrestle, and then you can go over to Floyd's and buy yourself that T-bone steak for $1.50. So come on down to one of our weekly training sessions, Monday nights, Wednesdays right after church, and Friday nights. Come to the training camp right behind Goober Piles Gas Station, maybe area RFD. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Y'all come down now, here. That's one of our that's that's one of our best commercials. It's not my favorite. They all know what my favorite one is, but that's <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, <laughs> This is her favorite one, Cody, and this oh one will uh, you're you're Brand old new. enough to remember to remember these. Oh my. This is still going. So you want to get into professional wrestling, but you just don't know how to do it? Well, I can show you how. All you have to do is dial 1-976-R-A-S-S-L-E-R 
That's one nine seven six wrestler. I'll teach you the ins and outs, the ups and downs, everything you need so that you can just explode onto the wrestling scene. Just remember that number. It's one nine seven six R A S S L E R. That's one nine seven six wrestler. Calls to 1976 Wrestler are $29.95 per second. All major credit cards are accepted. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and we just made that one a few weeks ago. It's brand new. I love the tune for it, too. <laughs> Hey, it's what, you, it's what you do when you got uh, loads of time on your hands and uh, nothing better to occupy yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, last last time we came back from that commercial, they unmuted us. I was singing the song that goes with it. <laughs> so it's all good. I love that song. Anyways, no life. <laughs> I'll that song. Next. Oh, man. But... Now another thing though, which is uh, something that uh, you uh, showed, you posted this up on Instagram and that, uh, which is a picture of the difference between what you looked like in uh, 2015 as opposed to what you look like now, and you you dropped a number of pounds. Uh, Gotten a little, gotten a little bit more definition, and that. Uh, and the funny, and the funny thing is that uh, you say you really didn't do much of anything different. Why don't you go ahead and kind of talk about that? Because, I don't know, the, I mean, there's definitely a stark difference when you look at when you look at the two pictures side by side. Oh yeah, definitely. I was looking. Funny part about that, I was looking through my phone earlier, and I was just looking through pictures. I'm like, holy cow, I look like crap. And then, <laughs> and then I looked at a, a recent one, and I'm like, oh, we'll put it together. Here's the post. So, I mean, I couldn't even tell you where I was at. I mean, you can see where I was at physically, in in that picture. Um, right. It was a lot of, a lot of mental, just done with it. The the going back to the Texas wrestling scene, it had kind of worn on me. I was just kind of complacent, just almost almost just done with wrestling. So, so you could kind of see that in, in those pictures. And then if you, I'm sure if you went back and watched the video of my work, you'd be like, eh, he just doesn't look like he cares. Um, fast forward to now, moving to Chicago, kind of getting the new the new uh, new scene. It's a new scene, so kind of motivated. Still had it down and all that stuff, but... Diet-wise, I just kind of thought about, I just ate less, basically. I I ate less about, I'd say, five months ago. I started the experimenting with the keto diet. Didn't fully commit to it, kind of like what they call the dirty keto diet, which where you get, because okay. the keto diet, for people that don't know, that don't know it, is I know high fat, no carbs. So the dirty keto, you just eat anything that has fat and then try to watch the carbs. Not the healthiest way, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Dropped dropped the weight significantly, and now that's kind of where I'm at now. 
is under 200, and I haven't been under 200 in probably even before that picture. Wow. That'd be four, four years. It's four or five years. Well, well oh my gosh. gosh. Well Wow. But if, if if I if I could quit drinking quit drinking beer, that would be my <laughs> that'd probably help. But yeah. it, I, it is what it is. And then my my biggest downfall in the gym is I don't do cardio. Oh, you got to do your Just cardio. Say, I'm, I've never Ooh, I've never yeah. done cardio. I've never done cardio. I'll get on a, a kick where I do it a couple of days, and then yeah. Eh. But. I, it's about my my car. My excuse is my cardio comes with the matches and, and the ring and all that stuff. So if I kind of did that, I think I'd do better. It's, I just can't. My my attention span won't let me do cardio. Damn. I try to watch something on on the phone. I just can't. I just I want to lift weights. And going back, <laughs> my I never saw my dad do cardio, so I think that's kind of programmed in. But mm, okay, that's kind of. Oh, it is what it is. Yeah. 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 That's that's interesting because I mean, yeah. When you know, I mean, you know, you and I, uh, and here on the show, we've, you know, we've talked about your dad, um, you know, quite mm-hmm. a bit over over the times, and that is one of those things. Um, he's, you know, he was always, you know, one of those guys that I just, you know, I it was amazing. Like you say, he did didn't do the cardio in that, but he just, you know, he had, he had that physical ability. He had a natural ability that just really, you know, gave him, gave him that, you know, that ability, that, uh, you know, that talent and that in the ring and he just, and he just really, you know, showed up. I, at least as far as you know, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, he he would do cardio in in other ways. Like he would do the Hindu squats and he would do the deck of cards and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh-huh. too lazy for that. Um, <laughs> okay, that, okay. That's, that is just, that is what it is. But I have nothing to like say. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, he he was. He was. I. He never did like the the stairmasters or treadmills or anything like that. But when he could always go in the ring. So I try to kind of pride myself on that too. There are times where I let either the moment get the best of me, or I'm just having an off night and my cardio is just crap, and then I just either don't care or my body, you know, it's just just stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I try to I try to pride myself on being. We're gonna able play to do this. that. Just kind of like we're gonna day. we're gonna play this last ad. This is our last one. This is our my okay. favorite one, and you'll know of some promoters like that. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring 
will be our homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance, you must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mummy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. That laugh tells everything. He's probably worked for his share of promoters that are like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Haven't we all, my friend? Haven't we all? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, if I I sat there and um, counted the number of uh, promoters that well, I really haven't had a lot of promoters that have sifted me over the years, but I've had a couple that have been some real doozies. And you know, those those are the ones that they always they always stick with you no matter what. You <laughs> yeah, you you yeah. can't you can't get them out of your mind because it's just you know, that that bad of an experience. I had one supposed promoter try to pay me and a group of other wrestlers in marijuana. And I oh, said, wow. this is, <laughs> and, and, and I was like, uh, this is great, but what is it going to do for my gas tank? And he's like, well, you could sell it. I was like, so you want me to commit a crime to get my payday that you were originally supposed to give me so I can get home? No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I was like it, it don't work like that. Like, give me my money. Give me my money. Yeah. Uh. Um. Obviously, over the years, I've heard of people getting paid painkillers and just yeah, more we'll, stories we'll about that. Names being rotten. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, never mind. Horror stories of of things like that, but um, for the most part, I've I've always gotten my money when I go places. Um, I've actually walked out of promotions for not getting my money all the time. Um, everybody thinks I left this company in Freeport, and I did leave. But they think everybody thinks they fired me, and they did not fire me. I quit because I had a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend that was so psycho about them not paying me everything that they promised me after he took me up there that he was going to cut one of them with a knife. And I was like, "Yeah, you're crazy, and my crazy are not going to mix well, and this is not going to end well for the company. So we're leaving." Because I couldn't. I was like, "Oh, this is all I need." 
<laughs> made of made, I can see it in the headlines now. Made of Sean David attacks wrestling promoter with knife. Oh, that'd make for a great headline. No, <laughs> I never, I never see the end of that. <laughs> so uh, uh, I left. Uh, I, I left. I left that company and uh, didn't go back. But um, it's okay, you know. I don't. I don't put up with people not paying me. I drove uh, earlier this year. I drove to a company down in Litchfield, which was like three hours from me, and I made sure, like one of the first things, one of the first things I did when I saw the promoter. And this this may people will probably disagree with this and go, Sean, you're stingy. No, I made sure he had my money. I was like, we gonna have any issues here tonight? No, Sean. Cool. What do you got for me? What do you what do you need me to do tonight? But before I even asked what do you need me to do tonight, I made sure we didn't have any issues. Because if we would have had issues, I would have turned around and went home before his show would have started. With or without my money. I wasn't saying if I wasn't getting my money. So, go ahead, Cody. No, I was just going to say, unfortunately, that's, that's, that happens in the business. There's, I mean, it's it happens in life, but a yeah. lot more in, in a business where you're kind of controlled by the money you make. So, well, yeah. I mean, you've you've been to shows that I've done, and usually, usually the way it works with me is the moment I see the whites of your eyes, you see your envelope. Now, if you go out there and put on a shitty match, and you continue to put on shitty matches, are you going to see the white of the envelope when I see the white of your eyes anymore? Probably not. If you continue to give me a shit performance after I give you the diligence of giving you your money up front, uh, one of two things is, is, is going to happen. I'm not giving you your money up front or you're not coming back because um, I won't put up with that. I don't have time for people that want to come in and second, be second best and, and half-assed it. I don't have time for people like that. Um, if I had time for people like that, I'd have a whole roster full of nobodies. And there's plenty of companies out there with rosters full of nobody. Um, you know, people yeah. can say what they want about the talent that I've used over the years, but all of this talent is still, you know, there's a good portion of it that's still with me. So I must be doing something right. And um, there's there's obviously that going for me. So. You know, um, we've we've had some fun times. Uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, against Brian Blade back in 2015, and Ashton. We had we had Cody Rhodes in a six man tag in December of 2015. Or not Cody Rhodes, Cody Uh, Jones. (laughs) I gotta say, I mean, not the personal Cody, but yeah, we could have had. I mean, I appreciate, I really appreciate the compliment, but I personally think I'm better looking than him. So, well, there you go. Uh, uh, but a lot of fun, and uh, Cody was in the main event of um, Wrestle Wars One in December of 2016. I don't even remember who won that. I don't think it was you. I think you ended up losing because of all the fuckery that happened outside the ring. Um, 
Sounds about and, right. That's usually what happens to me. I lose. And, the and you you lost at Wrestle Wars too, which Steve was there for, and you lost to uh, that one because the Gavin Alexander. We're just gonna blame that one on Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll blame, hey, we'll blame everything. We'll blame everything on Gavin. <laughs> oh, Gavin's fault. <laughs> um, you know, uh, those were some good matches. Uh, I'm telling you what, you got in there with Tracy Smothers, and uh, he he almost put a whooping on you, boy. You you don't want to want to mess with him. No. He's crazy. Yeah, that was that was fun. He is actually. crazy. That was, that was really we fun. know firsthand that man's crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's Yeah. So full disclosure, out of character, whatever. The greatest part of that match with Tracy Smothers is him cutting the promo on me. I'm the heel and he's cutting the promo about my dad on me. It was it was great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was talking yeah, about how, how so, I mean, it, it, it was it was flattering. I wasn't expecting it. It was just really funny that he's the, you know, the hot baby face, and I'm the heel, and he's putting me over. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the way he does things sometimes, and uh, he obviously felt you deserved to be put over, or he wouldn't have done it. So. No, yeah, and I, I, I truly appreciate it. It was an honor. It, was just, it kind of threw me off. I'm like, you know, how am I supposed to be a, be a heel? It just kind of, <laughs> kind of threw, threw me off of my game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Sean and I are looking at each other like going, wait a second. He's, uh, he's, 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 put, he's, put, he's put Cody over. <laughs> uh, but it worked out for the best, and uh, – you you uh you lost thanks to Gavin Alexander and uh the the manager that you guys had that was out there that Gavin had to have that damn old Jim Spragan. I've warned people about him. Everybody gets in business with him and I'm sure he'll be around when we come back, so you gotta be careful. Keep keep far away from Jim Spragan. Um, I will I will. Um he may offer you a lot of money, and the money may be shiny, and the gold may look real nice, and the diamonds may look pretty, but let me tell you, you're signing a deal with the devil on that one. Um, but let me ask you this question. Does, does, the, does the money spin, and are the diamonds and gold real? Uh, the money spins because he's, he's right. bought some very uh, intriguing people. Um, I can't go into any details now, but he's already sent me – uh, pretty much a couple of pictures of his first acolyte for this 2019 return. And uh, all we can say is that he's gotten himself a monster. That's all we can say. Um, okay. Steve, yep. Steve, got, Steve got the picture. I got the picture. And we're like, well, this is going to be fun. What are we, we going to do about this? And luckily I have some resources still left at my disposal and I finally yeah. have found somebody to face his monster at this return show in June of 2019. But, um, you know, and everybody's asked, and I'm, I just want to reiterate one more time, the reason that we are taking until June to come back is because I believe the area needs a break. You have AAW leaving the area in December. Nobody mm-hmm. else is slated to run here between December of 20. 20- 
18 in June of 2019. That's when we come in. Um, so the area will have a nice break. And when we start to rev up the fuel on our advertising, uh, it'll re-spark the area is our hope. So um, there's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be sad without wrestling for a couple months, but it's going to pay off in the end. uh, I mean, better tomorrow's on the horizon. We still are your alternative source for professional wrestling live, and we will be back. Um, And we've got some some good stuff. Everybody knows. We've talked about it before. Sir Mo is coming up here to help us. Um, That'll be something that I don't think Cody's wrestled in Texas, but I don't know if he's ever – cross paths with Sir Mo or not? No, I haven't. I was actually going to go wrestle for him at one point, but there was a confusion on the on the scheduling. He thought I was still in Texas, and I was not in Texas. So he, then he couldn't gotcha. afford to get me out there, which is perfectly understandable. Right. Um, well, he is going to be coming up and helping us with this in June, and um, you know, I don't, I don't know what we got planned for you yet, but I do know that um, Mo is is going to be coming here, and he says that uh, the people of Illinois are in for a treat, and he says the young, the young guys need to be taught a lesson, and that's all he told me. So um, okay. we'll see what he, okay. we'll see what he has to say more about that. Um, but we've got we've got. Is he some bringing some of his his talent up here? Is he bringing some some of his guys up too? Uh, I believe yeah. so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I know a few that work for him. So. Um. There. There are. There are a few that we've been keeping a close eye on. We don't know who he's bringing with him yet, but believe me, we've yeah. keep, been keeping an eye on what's going on down there, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, you, sir, have been busy all over the place. Uh, well, Paloma's been busy over with war in Ohio. Now, have you been wrestling over there as well? Yes, I have been wrestling at war in Ohio. We have been running shops and just making people hate us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's, that's the job. That's the job, Bill. Got to be, got to be the heels, and make sure that uh, yeah. you, know, you get, uh, you get your, get your heat in that. Yep. So I mean, I'll, I'll just say she's been there oh, a year. Um, I've been there a little under a year. Um, they oh. they put us together, um, and we just she's the woman's <laughs> champion. I'm her right. muscle sidekick, whatever you want to call me. I'm her heat. I'm her heat seeker because that's what I am. Um, she, I super kick women. I super kick anybody that steps in that ring, and you get, she wins. Oh, you get it. So oh, yeah, it, okay. it's it's fun. We we have we have we have fun at war. We get, to, we get to be yeah. We get to be we get to be the the assholes, and then we yep. have that competition. I was talking about who can get the most heat. You <laughs> <laughs> get to be uh, the asshole. Okay, well, aren't you always an asshole? Who gets yes. to be the uh-huh. biggest one of the night? <laughs> I am a, I'm uh, an asshole. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like so much fun. I bet I bet those car rides home are are, are an absolute trip. 
Yeah, I was yeah, I was the biggest jag off tonight. No, I was. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually that's usually how it goes, like man. Uh, did you see that? I mean, I've I've there it's it's so ridiculous down there to the point where they they uh tell people they can't wait for the wall to be built so they can send her back. I get called I get called a fake I get called a fake Uso simply <laughs> due to the fact I don't I don't fake think people know Uso. what I am. Like, I I don't think people understand what my nationality is. But it's fine. Okay, what your nationality is? Or ethnicity. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, my nationality. Yeah, what's sorry. Your, what's your ethnicity? Is? I, well, we're gonna. I can't let everybody know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I'm not a fake user. Then they they have no ammunition. If I take away if I take away their one phrase, what are the fantastic? Nothing. Exactly. So let them call me a fake Uso. I mean, it's a it's a it's a compliment. I mean, they're on they TV. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to remember that, Steve. I'm gonna put him as yeah, my phone as fake Uso number one. Now we'll have to find the next fake Uso. Fake Uso number one. Okay, that's funny. Okay, here you are. That's Larry. <laughs> Uh, no, war, war, wrestling, war wrestling's fun. They they put on a great show. It, it's, it's they've really been drawing good, some big crowds, really, some really big yes. crowds over there, and have been really doing well really run big, promotion. They 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 do it right. Okay, there's promotions out there that are doing it right, and promotions out there that are doing it wrong, and they're one of the ones that are doing it right. Um, you know, there's. There's promoters out there that don't know the first thing about promoting that still want to promote and go, gee, wonder why I can't draw a crowd. And then, then as, as I found out earlier this year, there are promoters that have no business promoting that have the most horrible product I have ever seen in some cases and in other people's minds as well because I've showed them this. And they continue to draw four to five hundred people every month. And I sit there and I scratch my head. I go, if we were to take this product and go anywhere up around Chicago, this product would not work. But down here, this product works. And these people don't realize that it's a bad product. And it's like, what the heck? What, like, I, like, you would think that we were in a totally different state. By the way, these people support this product. It, it's just mind blowing, mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty crazy. And then you've got the people out there. Well, we've got one last ad in our 23 minutes left. This is a uh, based on a real company. Oh geez. Well, we we'll use the word company with quotation marks. You want to be a professional wrestler, but are tired of waiting to hit the ropes? You feel like you're ready to wrestle in the main event just by watching an episode of SmackDown? Well, come to the Kaji Hills Wrestling Alliance, where no experience is necessary. Step in our ring and spend as much or as little time as you want. Get yourself ready, and we'll book you at all our events. Only you know best when you're prepared to conquer the world. Don't spend months and years slaving under arrogant prima donna veterans who have you pay Put up and take down the ring. Join the CHWA and you'll be wrestling from millions when 
we broadcast your matches live online. CHWA, where training is optional, because we share your desire to live your fantasy right now. Cause today. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Call us today. Well, that's, uh, that is a real company, and they believe that they can be self-trained or trained by somebody that was never properly trained right themselves. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yep. uh, it's 2018. We still have backyard promotions. We still have yarder promotions. We still have yarders. We still have self-trained wrestlers. We still have tax refund wrestling, welfare wrestling, all of it. It still exists in 2018. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that like like that come that comes with the territory. I mean there's gonna be that as long as there's no regulation. But I'm not gonna get on that soapbox. Not. <laughs> no, don't get on that soapbox. Uh. Nope. <laughs> well, if yeah. there were regulations, a lot of us would be screwed, and a lot of us don't. Yeah. You know. There would be some but that would Cody, slip through the cracks. Yeah, Cody, I gotta say, I'll tell you, even even with it, uh, you know, back in back in the day, we still had out we still had outlaws that uh, that ran. So you know, state state uh, state wasn't everything it was cracked up to be. To be honest with you. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're, 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 there's I, there's both sides of it. I mean, I've seen it in Oklahoma where it kind of works, but then and again it doesn't. It's more of a money grab there. I think that's my opinion. Um, I it's, oh, it's, yeah. you're not gonna get the as long as there's as long as it's subjective and and and, and acknowledge that subjective, then people are gonna be there's gonna be the individuals that are gonna gonna draw the people. Even the backyarders are gonna have fans. It's just all it's just a different form of 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 I guess art, or or a different form of entertainment. I mean, I can't I can't yeah. hate on the people that that do the hardcore stuff or do the backyard stuff. I mean, that's their niche. They found that. I mean, they if they got people. I mean, it's their body. Can't really get mad at them for beating themselves up. Whether it's, no, true whether enough. they're trained or not. I mean, it's you trying to trying to understand why. Why instead of just letting it happen, kind of will will drive you nuts. So yeah, yeah. true. To me, it, to me, it's more of a my stick. Just stick, kind of stick to what what I'm doing. I mean, it, and there's there's enough of the core wrestling that you know that that are trained and then stuff like that. So that that'll always that'll always shine. There's always going to be the the renegades or the the backyarders or whatever. But you know, just let them be. They'll eventually hurt themselves and kind of fade off. So. True enough. That's yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah. And and it's and it's one of those things. I mean, you know, we've always had, you know, for 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 every for, let's put it this way, for every Windy City wrestling, there were. Two or three pretenders uh, out in the far suburbs that tried to be uh, the the competition, and that. 
but they they never they never made it up to our level and that. Oh I mean for years we were the hallmark of the of the of the independent wrestling business and that. So no. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's one of those things. I, you know, I can always, I can always sit there and, you know, you know, despite, despite how I wound up leaving there, and that I, I still, you know, very proud of my training and my association with Windy City for all those years because that's, you know, I mean. I have to admit it. I mean, that's the company that gave a, you know, a 30 plus year old guy a break and said, Hey, you know, we'll teach you this industry and we'll, you know, we'll let you go ahead and, and make of it what, whatever you can make of it. And that, and that's, you know, and that's one of those things that uh, I will, I will definitely always be grateful for because I mean, Windy City's the reason I'm, you know, I'm in this business to begin with, and that. Oh. So. Keep it going. But, um, so, okay, so let's see how, so, I mean, we've we've talked about this a little bit before, but let's go ahead and let's do a little bit uh, again, you know, kind of uh, the difference in as far as, uh, style goes between what your dad did and what you and what you do and that and maybe what you took away from your dad's style that uh, you've incorporated into what you do um so on to the first one the difference in the styles um there was a lot more it was a lot more slower i mean that's kind of that's going to be the, the the most obvious obvious visual or, or but um that and then it was a lot more more close there wasn't there wasn't much gaps in the in the way people worked back then or wrestled sure. um so me i learned through the years because when i first got started training i was you know doing everything i saw on tv you know jumping off of this jumping off of that uh-huh. Got older, body body didn't like that too much. Now I've had to kind of tone down, and if I need to pick it up, I can. Um, but so I kind of incorpor- incorporate. I'm I'm way more of a slower wrestler than than my size, and then I should be, I think. But just for the simple fact that it it's still I want the people to see what I'm doing, and not think about what I was doing. Okay. Like, did he just do this, or, oh, he's doing this? Because I mean, you do it, you do it too fast that people are trying to register it. When you're in, you're in the next, you know, next move or next sequence or whatever you want to, you want to call it. Right. So I was always right. taught to just be slow, and if they, they can't react to what, what they can't see basically. So if you if you slow down, give them something to react to, then then you're gonna it's a little bit easier to tell the story that you're trying to do instead of trying to go out there and do 15,000 moves for the sake of doing 15,000 moves. 
Bingo. Bingo. There it is right there, folks. Now, tell the story. Tell the story. That is one of those things that um, I know, you know, we trained because, of course, I mean, Windy City, we were we were as old school as as it came, and that and it was you know, and that and that was our that was our thing is our you know is our wrestlers always told always told the story in the ring, and that and you know and and guys that we you know brought in to uh, do shows with us. They were they were those you know old fashioned old school storytellers and you know, and it's it's amazing what you what you can get a crowd to do when you just you know, don't try and you know as you, as you say Cody do twenty thousand moves at once. Now you do you do what you do one or two, and then now you you give the you give the crowd time to react to it, and then you go and then you go from there to the next one or two. Mhm. No, I completely agree, and I mean that's the easiest easiest way to do it. I mean, people I still believe people want to tell see a story. They. They don't go to a movie to just see action or horror for the sake of seeing horror or love romance for the sake of seeing romance. The worst to me is comedy for the sake of comedy in a movie. It's I want to you know sprinkle it in. There's 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 stories that are in entertainment. That's for the in since the dawn of time when there's stories being told. That just tell a story. It's always going to be good versus evil. It's always going to be. There's a the good in a in a uh, predicament where he, it looks like he's not gonna make it, but then there's there's a comeback, and then you go do whatever. It, right. To me, it's, exactly. to me, it's simple. To me, it's simple. Like exactly. don't get me wrong. In today's today's landscape, there's probably some of the more, most athletic wrestlers uh, in in the world that there's ever been. But at the end of the day, if you're all doing the the fast paced matches, then you just everybody's seen it. Just kind of mm-hmm. mix it up, slow it down, and you're good to go. That is my opinion. Right, right. You know, one of the things I've talked I've talked about numerous times on here, and that, and it's and it's always stuck with me. Uh, the late great uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, uh, when when he was with us at uh, Windy City for. Uh, Battle of the Belts, and he got any and you know back at the International Amphitheater, he got everybody in the main event together, and he looks at everybody, and the first words that came out of his mouth were, "Okay, gentlemen, let's tell our story," and then mm. he started to started to lay this out, and to you know and to hear this man, I mean. Now the the best way I can probably describe this and that would be like a master carpenter. Okay, 
telling you how we're going to construct this house and and laid and laid it all out and by the time he was done it made just absolutely perfect sense and that and it was all logical one thing led to another and everything and everything just flowed and when and when I was out there at the ringside area with them all and I saw and I and I saw it happen right in front of my face just as now just as they had talked about it. Now it like I say, it was like it's like why it's like watching Master Carpenter's build and and the result was just absolutely amazing. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, I mean, what, you know what what we what we do is I mean we are we are a live action version of the old Saturday movie matinee. Okay. Where where the where the good where you know like you say the good guy is trying to do the right thing and that but you know the but the evil villain is doing everything he can in his power to oh try try and try and stop the try and stop the hero in his tracks and that um I mean yo it's I mean yo I it's it's well, let's put it this way. I, I maybe to do an even better explanation. It's it's part it's part um uh it's part it's part uh, Saturday matinee and part magic show combined. Uh, I could yeah I could see that. See it too. I mean, because after all, we are we are putting off the illusion that oh the guys are in the ring beating the beating the absolute daylights out of each other, and that um, and then you know and then and then at the and then at the same time it's the you know. It's do it's doing the it's doing the sleight of hand without hopefully the audience figuring out where you palm the card at and that. So yep. Yeah. You know, no, definitely. I, it's it's kind of it, it. It'll 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 be a story to the end of time. It's just it's gonna go through phases. Right now, we're it's that athletic phase. I, I, I think what, what's old is going to become new again. We'll get back to the storytelling and that'll or incorporate the two, where you can do the, yeah. the athletic stuff and then still tell that story. I think it's and it'll become like a form of some hybrid wrestling, and I think that that's good. It's good for the business to evolve. It's good for that. It's just like any time, any form of entertainment or anything like that. It's got to kind of evolve because 
it, right. if you're kind of right. stuck in the same way. Like I, they, you can't you can't tell the same story. You can't tell the story the same way because it's already been done. But you kind of figure out different ways to tell a story. And I think that's what separates wrestling from a lot of things is is the uh, the the challenge to kind of tell a different story that hasn't been told. Because who's to say that person that's in the crowd hasn't seen the good versus evil, the same one, if they're a wrestling fan for years, they've seen, for example, you know, Stan Hansen and Abdullah Butcher tell the same one. That's just an example. But so you got to right. challenge yourself to kind of come up with a different story or a different, a different book, but the same story. Right. Right. And exactly. That's the cool, that's there the cool it part is. about yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's that yeah it's that it's that it's that changing the book itself. It's just trying to trying to figure out a different way to tell Goldilocks and the Three Bears, so that the so that the crowd is interested in in what happens and that. Yeah, you know I mean definitely. You know, I mean, yeah, we we're we're going through some big stuff right now. Of course, uh, I mean, we've we have spent we spent weeks uh, talking talking the uh, all in thing and that because obviously that's you know a big deal in the industry. We've you know seen that something can be done without Vince McMahon backing it and that. Indeed, it's been proven. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. In spades. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that you know, and and that and that may you know, be the be the thing that you know that changes changes the industry you know. Very, very likely for years to come, if not, uh, if not permanently. And I think we definitely, exactly. you know, have to, you know, have to have to look at that. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I was kind of, you know, because I was kind of thinking about this today. Um, you know, we're as where you know, back at back in the day, okay, um, all you know, all of us, all of us would you know bring in the latest guy that uh, had just come off a of WWF TV, because you know everybody everybody wanted to everybody wanted to see him and that, but now the desire to see those people is. Few and far between. Um, when uh, when we had when we had uh, um, the promoter from Pinfall Wrestling Association on with us last week, they it was a big deal for them that uh, they were bringing Lisa Marie Verona. Unfortunately, they drew a hundred people. Yeah, but unfortunately, they drew a hundred people. That was it. The, we're, I think I think that's I think that's one of the things we're at the point with now where hell, the names the names aren't the things that are drawing the fans anymore. It's hell, it's 
what you know, what are what are you bringing to the ring in terms of your people? What are they what are they going to give us that will that will make us want to watch, that will make us want to come back and see yeah. more. Want to make us want to say same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, I got it. Of course. Yeah. That, and I, I, I think the conventions kind of do that. I kind of stray away from that too because there's a lot of conventions and it's a lot easier to save money and not have to really see the wrestling if you're not a fan of the current product or anything other than just that. So you save up your money. You can do a lot more by, you know, talking to them, having them sign this. And they use one every month, every other month. It's it's a little bit more accessible with those, I believe. But back then there wasn't many conventions. Yeah, you're right. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's that's the thing. And, and of course, course a lot of the guys, you know, they – you know, they're instead instead of instead of uh, booking booking at uh, this independent promotion or that independent promotion, they're they're going to uh, this Comic Con or that Comic Con because that's where that's where they're getting the getting the crowds at, and that's where they're drawing the money. Indeed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I think. And, yeah, and I think and I think that uh, they'll that kind that kind of you know tells it all right uh, right there. And that, so, all right. Well, tell you what, we've uh, we've about hit our uh, normal two hour mark. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we lost uh, Sean due to some uh, power issues oh, well, down in his I area. And that, so uh, uh, we're going to go ahead, Cody, uh, and uh, let you go. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Thanks for coming out. Uh, oh, thank you our, guys for having our, me. Give oh, our best to the, to the better, to the better half. Uh, tell her we love her, and uh, we'll uh, definitely look forward to having her on soon. Uh, no, hopefully the two of you together. All right, my friend. All right, thank all right. you guys. Thank you. Okay, you got it. Talk to you soon, Have brother. A good Take one. care. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Good. Bye. You too. Night, night. All right. Well, uh, hey, that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget, uh, we'll be back here uh, live next uh, Tuesday night at uh, 10, 9 Central. After SmackDown uh, Live 1001, we'll be talking about uh, oh. the – the go home shows for uh, Evolution. We'll have to see if Rhonda cuts another oh, yeah. killer promo like she like she did the oh, you know she's now on Monday night and that a few other and a few other things. Um, so I think I think it's gonna I think there's gonna be some, uh, hopefully some excellent TV up in the next couple of weeks and that. I'd so, have to say so too. Yeah, looking. Looking forward to it. So, and then of course uh, we'll be back here next Wednesday night uh, at nine eight Central Time with uh, 
former WWF tag, tag team champion uh, Trevor Murdoch. And uh, and then, of course, in uh, two weeks, we have the the Tonga Kid coming. So, Indeed, you too. I yeah. cannot wait. You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just, yeah. So, you don't you don't want to miss you don't want to miss a week. If you do, um, if you've got Amazon Alexa, you can hit through uh, tune in on there. Uh, otherwise, you can uh, go to uh, TuneIn.com. Uh, if you have the TuneIn app, you can you can listen to us through there. Don't forget to go to CafePress.com and uh, buy one of our shirts. So, Fire merch. There you go. I was waiting for that, Kay Dad. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna sign off. I wasn't <laughs> gonna sign off until you said that. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you all very much for uh, joining us. We hope you, uh, if you, if you enjoyed this half as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you, then you enjoyed it twice as much as we did. <laughs> Exactly. It was a great show. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I know that. I will take a cold shower. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. So there yeah. you go. So uh, on behalf of uh, our uh, powerless friends, the domestic Sean David, uh, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my co-host. The reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks, Katie. Katie. Good night, folks. You don't have to go home, but you know sure what? I can't stay here. Uh, I'm not tired. <laughs> Get and turn off the light. <laughs> yeah, turn off the damn. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out in. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Closing time, every new beginning.
Every new beginning comes from some other beginning With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.